G'day everyone, welcome to the Tasmanian Youth Leaders Training Podcast, designed to help and equip youth leaders. My name's Marty, I'm a pastor of a church in Hobart, and I'm joined every week by Mike. Mike, welcome aboard. Thanks for having me, mate. Welcome Great to, to be here. Tasmanian Together, we just want to equip, encourage, and nurture change youth leaders across the state. Leaders. And uh, today we have a special guest, Mark Taylor, all the way from sunny Sydney. Mark, welcome aboard to the podcast. Good to be here. Great. Mark, we need to know a little bit about you. Tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, and your youth ministry experience. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mark, I live in Sydney. Uh, I'm married to Larissa. We've been married for about 16 years, and I work in a church in Sydney's eastern suburbs, and it's a beautiful part of the world. It's also a very spiritually kind of poor part of the world, not, not heaps of really strong churches. And so, I've been working in kids and youth ministry in this church at Clovelly for about eight years. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Mark, tell us, um, have you got one experience, one story? Give us a story, a standout youth ministry moment in your life. Standout youth? There's been heaps of wonderful things that happen in youth ministry. I reckon uh, some of the, the funniest things happen when uh, some people organize crazy kind of games. So one night I rocked up to youth and someone was like, it's messy games night. And they bought uh, a squid and we were playing Ultimate Squidby, which is like <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee, but with a squid. And uh, we had this group of year nine girls who were there for the very first night and arrived and just got squid in the face, <laughs> which is a beautiful moment in youth ministry. Welcome to youth group. And here's a squid in the face. Nice one. Well, today we're thinking about the idea of um, young children, sorry, children going into youth ministry and um, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about a relay and how in a relay there's two things that you have. You have four very fast runners, um, maybe the fastest in your country. But the thing about the relay is really important is not just running fast, but you've got to get that bat on to the next person. And that transition and that changeover moment is perhaps as important, if not more important, than the running of a fast race. Because you can be really fast but then drop the baton and you've lost. And I think that kind of relates to uh, kids' ministry and youth ministry. Um, Mark, you've um, had experience of connecting kids' ministry into youth ministry. First of all, tell us, why does it matter? Yeah, this idea of transitioning or kind of passing on the baton in one sense, I think is a hugely important thing because what can often happen is you, you might get to the end of one section, you might get to the end of your kids' ministry and then kids just sort of fall out or fall into the cracks. They, they don't make the, the jump from kids into youth ministry. Right. And I reckon that's the exact opposite of what you want to see happen in your ministries. Yeah. Now, someone might say, for example, just to be the, the devil's advocate, that, well, that's just, that's just election. That's just what happens. These kids were never destined to be going on. What would you say to that? Uh, that's possible, although we also don't want to plan to fail. So I, I, I think that it's important to have thought about this issue because we deeply care. We, we want to show love and do everything that's within our power to ensure that the kids that we've reached and are part of our programs, part of our church ministry, that they make the jump and that they continue to deepen their discipleship and following Jesus for the long haul. That's what we desire for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, um, any, any words of wisdom? Why bother with kind of trying to get kids into youth group? doesn't mm. matter. Yeah, well, absolutely, it matters. We talked about uh, in the very first pod that we did that uh, four out of five Christians become Christians before they're 18. Um, seeing 
uh, young people move through uh, those different uh, times of life from being in a, in a children's ministry context or a youth ministry context. Uh, we want to see them to continue to, to grow and develop and think and, and, and own their faith for themselves. And doing it well is important, as Mark, as Mark said. We don't want to plan to fail. It's like the end of a... Um, it's the reason why the end of uh, a Netflix TV show... If they finish on cliffhanger, so you watch the next, next one. one. Uh, we as humans are, um, you know, off ramps, uh, sort of built into our into our lives, and um, finishing one thing and starting a new thing is is an is an off ramp that we we want to do well to think about how do we how do we actually help someone go? They want to off ramp in one sense, but then on ramp into mm. the new thing uh, because yeah, if we don't, we're not. Yeah, I don't think we're, we're, not, we're not serving the people who we have uh, and loving them as well as we could. Well, I, I don't know if what's the uh, the next best question, but the question I want to ask is, tell us what not to do. Okay, so before we get to what we need to do, give us what not to do if you're trying to get kids from, say, grade six or whatever the end of your children's ministry program is into grade seven. What, what, what should we not do? I have one. Okay. Um, don't not have a plan. Okay. Don't not have a plan. Yeah. Gotcha. Don't just assume it will happen. Okay. Um, somehow. So a, a, a failure would be to not plan anything at all, right? Uh, a failure would be not communicating with their parents about what's happening okay. or with the kids themselves. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell someone it's happening, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good one. I, I think one excellent step toward failure is... Youth group leaders really trying hard not to get on with children's ministry people, right? Creating a divide between the two. That's a really helpful way to destroy the um, movement from uh, kids' ministry into youth ministry. Yeah, there's a couple of whatnots. Okay, let's be a little more positive, a little more uh, less thunderstorms. Let's go to um, happy daffodils. What should we do? Give us some tips. What should we be thinking about when we're moving into transitioning, passing the baton from kids to youth. It's good to have at least a big picture plan, I reckon, about what the ministry, what the shape of the ministry looks like. So what are the particular moments of transition that you need to be aware of? So if we're going to have a plan, part of the plan is actually having that big picture look at what what pathway or what existing structure there is within the ministry itself. Because you can have, depending on the size of the ministry context that you're in, you can have lots of transition points or you could just have a few um, but having that kind of step back and have a look what does this particular ministry look like and what are the moments that we need to take particular care and attention to make sure that kids or youth don't fall through those cracks all right so just to put a bit bit of meat around that like really excellent idea could you share a bit of your story about your current church where you're at now um do you want to you know, flesh sure. it out in, yeah. in using that example? Yeah, so look, in different size churches, this can, this can look really different. For, for us in our context, basically, uh, my the last few years, what we've done at our church is, is put together a pathway from zero to 18 and particularly having a, a mission pathway of how, what is it, how are we trying to reach and bring people into the life of our church through our mission means. So we have... Uh, a play group that runs for young kids, the sort of nought to fives. Uh, we uh, started actually with a kids club that was for older primary age kids. Um, we'll swing back to that in a sec. And then we've also, the last couple of years, started a younger 
uh, kids club. So we now have actually two kids clubs. One runs into the next so that we can particularly target where those kids are at in terms of their cognitive ability. You know, like young kids don't deal super well with abstract mm-hmm. concepts. Mm-hmm. Like they like stories, but, you know, as they grow, they can deal with more complex stuff. Uh, and then we have our youth ministry. So we've got sort of the, that pathway uh, from, you know, a playgroup ministry into a kids club or kids clubs into our youth ministry and then into a, the kind of life of our church, okay. our church. Yeah, sure. Mike, any any thoughts? What should we be doing to uh, get our kids from kids ministry into youth ministry? I think something that's important is to um, celebrate the thing that they're moving on from, right. so that you don't you don't give the impression accidentally that um, you know you or you're leaving something that's no good, and finally you're coming up to the thing that, that, that is actually really good. Yeah. There is always a sense of anticipation. That's a good thing. Mm. You want kids, and kids get that. You know, the last the last year or so of kids' ministry, they they're thinking, oh, I'm, 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 you know, it's like if you've got siblings, they want to be like the older the older sibling and be like them. Same deal with youth ministry. By the end of youth ministry, you should kind of be feeling like it makes sense for, for kids to want to move right. into that next stage, yeah. and so celebrating the end of. Um, so kids ministry, whatever that's going to be, to actually celebrate the fact that they're they're moving on, to celebrate what God has done in that ministry, yeah. with them to celebrate that ministry, that can be a good way of building those strong relationships between your kids ministry team, your youth ministry team, um, and then and making it a um, sort of like, I guess a, a a symbolic cultural moment for them, if right. you will. So that's like. Um, a coming of age moment. Yeah, I'm finishing yeah. this thing and that was great and I'm really thankful to God for that and now I'm going to this thing that I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and off you go. And then, so I think that that's important. It can often be be missed that we that we celebrate and have that that clear sort of cultural sort of yeah, moment. Sure. I was um, involved in a church where the kids ministry went to year six and the youth group ministry started in year seven. And quite a common thing that I'd seen and something that we definitely did was at the end of term four, so the last couple of weeks of school, we invited the year sixes to come to youth group and it was welcome year sixes to youth group. But over the years, what I noticed was that the year sixes would come absolutely terrified of these year 11s and year 12s who had beards (laughs) and that was just the girls, right? Like... um, (laughs) Um, that's not that, that's not true at all. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so we worked in the last couple of years. We worked really hard to train our youth group to be ready and welcoming for the year sixes to come in. And we developed a team that was dedicated to getting alongside and buddying up, essentially a year six person, so that they felt even more welcome at the beginning. Because we felt if you had a very bad experience there, why would you come in year seven if it was terrifying? Um, that's something we did, which leads me to the next question. And that is, um, when do you invite, where does youth group start? What year group? When do kids move from kids to youth and what's your take on that? And what do you think? Yeah. So for us, uh, we kind of, uh, experienced a, a difficulty with some of this transition moment at the end of, in that year six time. And so what, what happened for us was that we, we're running this kids club was for years three to six, kind of upper end of uh, primary school. But especially the girls who were maturing probably faster than the boys, by the time they got halfway through year six, maybe even earlier, they just got jack of being around the young kids anymore. And so 
uh, that, that was one of those moments where I really don't want to see you fall through the cracks because mm-hmm. a number of these kids sort of in different cohorts that they were non-church families and sort of they didn't really have all that much motivation mm-hmm. to want to keep coming and hang out with kids that were really young. So for us in our context, what I did was like, would we just kind of bit the bullet and we're like, we're going to invite you six kids and use that whole year as a year of transition for them, mm-hmm. which means we have to kind of train our older kids to, to learn how to deal with some of the younger kids, mm-hmm. which they do to varying degrees, <laughs> not always as uh, receptive to young idiocies. Some, <laughs> some other people might be, but that's the, one of the ways that we did it. So we've, we actually include year six as part of our youth ministry um, and that's been a pretty good thing across the board, but also comes with a cost. Mm. But what it's meant, though, is that every time that those kids get to that milestone moment, we're kind of celebrating the fact that they've left the previous kids' ministry and now move up into youth ministry. The amount of kids that come actually billows out. So they more of them come because they've now reached this, this next thing that they love and they're stoked to be there. Mm. And... That's been a really helpful thing for us in that transition moment. Yeah, I would, um, for as long, the, the very first youth ministry I was ever involved with, not as a as a youth, but as a, as a youth leader, uh, was a youth ministry that was grade six to grade eight. Uh, and since then, since I've been involved in youth ministry and led youth ministries, uh, both up in Sydney and here in Tassie, um, I've gone same, same road as Mark, starting grade six, um, part of the, the thing as well as the things that Mark spoke about was um, the transition from grade six to grade seven is a, is a really big one. It's a lot of flux in your life. Mm. People are changing schools. Mm. Um, often you, you can have, um, like you, 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 your grade six cohort can end up sort of flung to the far corners of the earth. Um, whereas bringing them in in grade six gives them a chance to make that transition from kids ministry to youth ministry without making all those other transitions at the same time um, and bed them in uh, into the community, into, into the life of it. But having said that, I, um, I think actually what's important is having a plan. So if you do it in grade seven, you do it in grade six, there's pros and cons of both. And I guess you go the other way. Some of them say, well, why not, why not start in grade five? But in fact, when we first started the youth ministry in the, in the church that I'm currently at, um, we we actually start, we had grade fives. <laughs> we were grade five and up mm-hmm. because that doubled the size of our youth ministry um, by doing grade five rather than grade six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, someone could probably argue to me and say, we don't start it until grade eight. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I would have some questions about that. But, <laughs> but I think having a plan that makes you go, this is when we're doing it and this is the structure we're going to put around mm-hmm. the transition. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the most important thing because there will be pros and cons and difficulties with all of them. Yeah. And each youth ministry might be doing, you don't want to be chopping and changing all the time, but I think sometimes you want, you, you might need to adjust, particularly for small churches where you go, there might be a, there might be a two year gap between two cohorts mm-hmm. in a small church and you go, well, how are we going to work this through? Yeah. Okay. So I think part of your plan needs to be thinking about relationships, um, relationships in uh, several senses. Mm-hmm. So, Whenever you're trying to move kids from, from one group to the next, um, the, the relationships that kids have with leaders is, I think, incredibly important. So where it's possible, this can't happen all the time, but I think it is really helpful to not just train the youth uh, that, 
these kids, are, the youth group that they're coming into to train them to be welcoming and all that kind of stuff. But also it's so helpful if they know some people that go there already. Mm-hmm. So if there are some leaders who have been part of the, part of their discipleship in some way that can move up with them, I reckon that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Although you don't also want to gut your kids' ministries of really high mm-hmm. quality and good leaders. Yeah, that's true. So I reckon that's for us, as much as it's workable to be able to include some of those relationships because, you know, that, that matters a great deal to mm-hmm. these six kids. And often they come with anxiety about the fact that they're going to move into this new thing it's kind of a bit stressful in some sense but if you know some people Uh, that makes a huge difference yeah and that i think that's the case as well with just other people in the church as well having you know intergenerational relationships of some sort that's good we're going to wrap it up but before we do mike why don't you give us a bit of a summary a bit of a take-home what are the things we need to be thinking about as we finish this podcast i think a couple of things that i took out of the conversation today and it was so great to have mark on the podcast is um, make sure you have a plan for your transitions. Make sure you communicate well with the parents about what's going on and how it's going to happen. And make sure that you think about the relationships between the kids who are coming through youth ministry and the youth leaders who are going to be leading them. This podcast has been proudly brought to you by Tasmanian Youth Convention and Vision 100.